Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It is 6.05 on a Friday night, and I just heard those golden words from, Maya, from Matthew Sambolino. You know what those golden words are? Mike is on. Now, Sambolino, I'm just quite curious. Like, you practice that at home, like you look in the mirror and be like, all right, how am I going to let Idala know that it, he is now on the air? I mean, you practice with that. You'd be like, no, Mike is on, Mike is on. Is it a spontaneous thing? I've been doing this a little while behind the scenes, so I, I'm used to telling people that Mike is on. Okay, well, you do a great job. I'm glad we've adjusted the hand signals. Um, oh, thank you. We're on, we're on the Facebook right now. Yes, we are. So anybody who wants to look at our Facebook, so I, as you know, I worked at, uh, it's a Friday, and we're going to kind of take it light. I hope you guys don't mind. If you want to know what the news is, go to 1010 Wins. If you want to have a little bit of fun, stay right where we are. Um, so at Fox, when, <laughs> <laughs> when you do a segment, there's always a stage manager and the stage manager has to tell you like how much time you have left until you hit a commercial and they do, they do hand signals. Obviously they can't talk to you. You're on the air. So there's a signal for one, one minute. And then there, then there is a signal for 30 seconds, which is usually they like cross their arms. Like, uh, like, like it looks like a big X. So, you know, they, the palms, the, the fists are in the air. The elbows are facing through the ground and you have a palm. And then on TV, the, 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 the 15 second mark is they just make a fist and they twist, twist it left to right. That's 15 seconds. And then you just, they just give you a 10 count with their fingers. Well, somehow or another, Matt Sambolino, the guy who runs the whole station, the man who is the envy of engineers, not only in this city, this state, but this country, because he gets to run AM 970 The Answer, and he has now taken on the role of Matt Sambolino. He has decided that the 15-second that the mark should not be as it is on, Fox, on the Fox News channel, where they have millions of viewers, whether you just make a fist and just twist your fist back and forth, nice and easy. A nice twisted fist, that's 15 seconds. No, Sambolino has decided to make a, a uh, let's just pretend you're holding a cucumber in your hand, and then you're going to lift that cucumber up and down, up and down, towards the ceiling and towards the floor. That's his version of a 15-second warning. And for 10 months, it has made me laugh. And then finally yesterday in the studio, I, I just, I gave in, and I was like, Matt, Sambolino, can we, do you think we could change this, in this my cucumber up and down signal? Okay, I am going to be quiet. The, the radio, the, the microphone at 608 live here in Midtown Manhattan on like a half a weird uh, weather day. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Sambolino. In my defense, I've never worked at Fox, and you showed me these hand motions once before the very first show when you were in studio. Okay, but where did you 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 thought it would be cool to making the 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 the, the signal of a skin flute? Of course, as not. A, the fifteen. Well, where'd you come up with this? I mean, I mean, Alex doesn't do that. Alex just takes one of his like roller skates and waves it in the air, and that's 15 seconds. Why are you doing it's, it's this? It's like telephone, you know. After a while, the, the the message gets strained and it changes up. So, look, I'm sorry that I goofed. Don't. Can we? Ge- 
I'm not saying, oh, oh, there's the same old. And the other thing that I'm going to complain about, since it's pick on Matt Sambolino Day, can we come up with some no? What'd you say? It's not pick on Jody Day, right? We're going to go to Sam Molina. Can we come up with some new sound effects, please? Oh, that's a good one. That's Is that Archie? <laughs> that is Archie. No, no, I want, yeah, I want to hear that again. Meathead. Okay, but we got to do a little bit more, Archie. Yesterday, when you in your absence, thank God for Alex. He played a little Sanford and Son. I mean, it's Friday. It's 6.09. People are in their cars. They're probably stuck in some traffic. They want to go home. Simbolino, they don't want to see you holding a cucumber going up and down. I don't want to see me doing that either. Okay, what did you say? Oh, this is, oh, Joan told me it's conservative radio station. Oh, there is Joan Pelza. That's right, that is Joni Pelza. Everyone thinks she's German, but she says she's Sicilian. Who knows what the story is with that? Let me tell you guys why I am in such a good mood. One of many reasons. Number one, Joan, we had that guest on this week. Um, what was her name? She was really cool. Marnie Goldman. Marnie Goldman. And she, she told us that when you wake up in the morning, you have to decide. You have to make the decision to be happy, to be in a good mood, Woo! to look at the glass half full. Sam Bellino, are you into the glass half full? Or are you glass uh, half I'm going to have to start now. Absolutely. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, hold on. Your Honor, Your Honor, I would like to address the witness here. Uh, here we go. So that means you, you're going to start now. So then, yeah, Mr. I don't, Sambolino, I don't the, typically... the testimony you're giving to the jury right now is that up until this point, you have looked at the glass half empty, and now maybe you're going to try to have to start today. Is that, is that your testimony? Yeah, well, I mean, can't you think it's also both? It's half empty and it's half full. I mean, listen, you think Alex, who's skating up and down the hallway with a big scar in the middle of his belly from his organs being in the wrong place, you think he's looking at the glass half full and half empty, or you think he's just focusing on the whole half full part of it? I'd love to come in here with the energy that Alex has daily. He's definitely a very happy kid. All right, kid. Alex is pretty amazing. Oh, so Joan just said Alex is pretty amazing. Well, anyway, I woke up this morning. I had to wake up very early because today was a very special day in the lives of the Idala family, the Bertuna family, and the Italian-American community. Uh, and it could be, it could be, uh, we'll see, uh, the changing of a 55, 57-year tradition. For 57 years, the Italian-American lawyers of New York uh, specifically of Manhattan and the Bronx, have given an award. It used to be called the Charles A. Rapallo Award. Charles A. Rapallo was the first Italian-American, well, yeah, the first Italian judge here in America, judge, I should say, judge with an Italian uh, ancestry, to sit on the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals is the highest court in the state of New York. That's the court that said Harvey Weinstein's um, legal issues at the trial level were, are somewhat in dispute, and they want to hear oral arguments about whether or not he received a fair trial. There are seven; there are only seven judges of the Court of Appeals, and Charles Rapallo was the first Italian. When and the Colombian lawyers of the first department, the first department is uh, Manhattan and the Bronx. They have been giving the Charles Rapallo Award uh, for fifty-seven. Well. It, the, here's the thing, it messed up for COVID. They've given it out 55 times over 57 years because we missed 2020 and 2021. It's always been given in April. But today, today, just hours ago, it was given in October to uh, Judge Sally Ann Scarpula from the first from the Appellate Division First Department. Who, she is, um, what did you just say? Yes, but she's the appellate division judge, so she's she's like higher than a, just a regular New York State Supreme Court judge, and she was supposed to get it in April of 2020, I think uh, April of 2021, and now it's now it's now uh, in October 2022. But it was kind of cool that we blended all of this into this month, which is. Uh, Italian American Heritage Month. We had Columbus Weekend, which was spectacular. We had we were at the mayor's house on Tuesday, Tuesday night, which was spectacular. And then this afternoon, basically the creme de la creme of the judiciary of all shapes and sizes and walks of life and religions and ethnic backgrounds. We were all there. There was 500 people in the room. 
Uh, I played the role of the master of ceremonies to welcome everyone into the room. Uh, there were many judges there from the Court of Appeals, from the First Department of Appellate Division, Second Department of Appellate Division, Supreme Court. It was great. The surrogate, Rosemary Montalbano, was there. It was really, 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 really wonderful. Very prestigious attorneys were there. And uh, first of all, it was just so wonderful for all of us to be back together. We all fought through the COVID pretty hard. Uh, and, you know, I'm very proud of my lawyers who work with me and people in the court system who plowed through it. But when you go to an event like today, which we haven't been there since 2019 was the last time we did that, you you feel the impact of like, wow, this COVID thing was like a real thing. Like, we haven't done this in so long. And so many people stepped up. Guys like Steve Bomundo, uh were there. And, and you know, he, at the dinner, he bought at the luncheon, he bought people wine. And then afterwards, we went down and we saw the Yankees. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to have Poppy from Flushing calling in a little while because he was at the game. But uh, it was a wonderful day. Um, you know, we acknowledge those we lost uh, over the years now because of COVID. We honored uh, Judge Sally Ann Scapula, who talked about her family, her Sicilian heritage, and what that meant to her. And it was just a big love fest for so many different reasons. The Pierre Hotel, where we held it, was fantastic. We had a wonderful, wonderful time. And um, we're flying high, so we're going to have a lot of fun on this Friday if Sam Bolin would just look at the glass half full. So thinking about the glass being half full and focusing on that, the truth is it's not always going to be half full, right? All good things come to an end. And we all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? Are they? Are they protected? If you're not around to make decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Do you need a will? Do you need a trust? Do you need a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan? You don't know. But you're gonna you're in for such good news. And I just got this news just a little while ago. You know, Sam Bowen holds it back from me and then he just springs it on me at the beginning of the show. Our friends at Connors and Sullivan, Mike Connors, the founding partner. He is going to have a bunch of seminars to answer your questions, and they're free. I mean, why would you not attend to get some free legal advice? Trust me, the advice that Mike Connors gives you is so valuable, and the fact that he's giving it to you for free, you are so lucky. Monday, October 24th, at the Adria Hotel in Bayside, Queens, he's giving two sessions, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Tuesday, October 25th, 3 West Club in Manhattan. That's it. It's right around the corner from here. 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. He's giving the lectures. Wednesday, October 26th at the Great Greenhouse Cafe in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He's given three, three seminars that day. 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m. And Thursday, October 27th at Bocelli's on Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. You're silly if you don't take advantage of listening to the greatness of Mike Connors. And if, this is what a great deal he's giving you, if you can't make any of these free seminars, you could just call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. That's 718-238-6500. And folks, I can't say it any better than Mike Connors does. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. October 14th, in 10 days, Arthur's going to be six years old. And then a month after that, Ariana's going to be a year old. How does time go by so fast? And you know what happens after that? After Ariana's birthday? Well, then it's Mama Rita's birthday, otherwise known as Chick. It's my birthday. The holidays are here. It's going to be steak night. It's going to be Rapid Pulse Reunion. You guys need places to go. You need a venue. You need something different. You need to mix it up, something exciting. San Bellino, can you think of a better place to go for a special holiday event 
than the Atlantis yacht with New York cruises? No, and it's always a great time aboard the Atlantis, and Captain Fred is always very accommodating, and it's always hospitable. Hospitable is an understatement. The staff is so cool. They're so nice. You know, sometimes the boat rocks back and forth. They're literally right there just to make sure you're good, your plate is good, your buffet is good, your bar is good. It is the best place for a 360-degree view of the New Year's Eve fireworks. If you guys want to have fun, if you want to get together some friends, some family, family and friends, call call Captain Fred now. Call him tomorrow morning and say, you know what? We're doing New Year's. We're going to do something outrageous this year. We're doing New Year's. And it's much more affordable than you would think. I cannot think a better place to watch the fireworks than on the Atlantis in front of the Statue of Liberty. I mean, it's the best. And for those of you guys who are thinking of popping the question, I know, I know, sometimes girls pop the question. Now, I ain't signing up for that. For you guys who are looking to pop the question and say, will you marry me? They, I mean, maybe the top of the Empire State Building, but besides that, the Atlantis is the Atlantis is just an unbelievable venue to do that. And how do you find out what's going on? Call 212-633-1231. 212-633-1231. And if you want to see the ships, you want to see what's going on in the Atlantis, go to the website, newyorkcruises.com. And the battery's down. Keep going, Sam Ballin. Come on. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Sam Ballino, where were you when the Beasties were doing that thing? Still bouncing around on my mom's lap. Wow. You know, kids today. Kids today. What can I tell you? Um, so I had a very interesting today, uh, day today. I, um, I was on one of these zoom calls with a, um, uh, a city agency. And I just want to give you guys some insight into sometimes how unjust the legal system is. So it's a city agency that says an individual violated, um, a city policy, a city rule. Okay. That's fine. So we, my law firm is representing an individual who's saying, no, 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 we didn't rep, we didn't violate the city rule. We didn't represent, you're wrong. You've made a mistake. And they say, okay, no problem. We'll send you to an administrative law judge who's basically a lawyer who has been trained in how to be a judge, so to speak. And um, the judge will hear it. And then the judge will hear both sides you could then like oral argument. No, I'm sorry, uh, oral testimony, and then you guys could do some briefings. So you could write documents and send them to this particular administrative law judge, and then that administrative law judge will write a document uh, giving a decision to this agency, and then the agency will vote whether or not to adopt the judge's findings. I said, wait a minute, hold on a second. So now I'm speaking to a different administrative law judge trying to understand the procedure because it's not always what I, not exactly what I do. So I said, here's the deal. I'm representing a person who a city agency is saying broke some sort of policy. This isn't a criminal thing. or It's not barely even a civil thing. It's like a city administrative code violation. I said, so the, the, the administration, this particular agency of the city of New York uh, is willing to give us a shot at basically giving us our day in court. So we're going to go in front of an administrative law judge and we're going to put on our evidence. And then you guys are going to put on your evidence. And then there's a judge. It's not a jury trial. It's basically a little judge trial. And then the judge is going to write a decision. And now this is how naive I am. So don't think just because, you know, I'm a lawyer, I know everything. I, the only thing I know as a lawyer is I know nothing. Well, that's not true. I don't know nothing. I know a lot. I know I don't know a lot of things, if that makes sense. So I said, basically, the agency is going to be sweet and kind enough to let us argue our case in front of an administrative law judge. But then the administrative law judge writes a decision after we do going back and forth with um, there's three things. 
actual testimony, oral arguments, and then uh, written briefs. If the judge decides on my client's favor, it then goes back to the agency, and the the agency wrap your wrap your head around this, folks. The agency could just be like, "Oh, good, that's great that this judge who we trusted and we're trusting his or her judgment to figure out what's going on." They think that Mr. Idala's client did not violate the violate the policy. Yeah, well, you know what? We disagree. We're gonna throw it in the garbage. So I said to this other administrative ju- law judge, who's like the supervisor kind of thing, or the initial, I should, it's more accurate to say that he's the initial administrative judge before we get assigned to a trial judge. I said, so I'm going to try a whole case. I'm going to win the case. And then I go back and the, the agency is going to be like, yeah, I, we, yeah, oh, yeah, you won the case, but we don't care. Your guy still has to pay this big fine. What kind of malarkey is that? I mean, really? This is supposed to be, you know, I don't know, America, New York, whatever you want to call it. I was so upset. I was like, that's not fair. And the only, here's the only, like, um, relief is that I got after digging. Because now I'm cross-examining this administrative law judge. Like, how could this be the case? He said, well, if the administrative law judge who hears the case that, uh, that your client did not violate an administrative law policy... He or she, whoever's the trial judge, may write a, an opinion that's so powerful that the, the, the board who is saying there's a violation, if it got out that they overruled this judge's written decision, which is artfully written and forcefully written, they would be so embarrassed that they wouldn't overrule it. My client was listening to this because it was like a Zoom thing. And he's a pretty smart guy. He's been around the world a couple of times. He's like, Arthur. So basically, I'm being charged with a violation. The entity who's charging me with the violation says I have to go to trial. I could go to trial. We could win the trial. And then we go back to the agency. And they're like, yeah, you won the trial, but we don't care. We're still violating you. You still have this penalty and you still have to pay this money. My, What's my long-winded point is that we may have some of the best systems in the world, but they are far, far from perfect. Um, and then I had to run out of here when that was over at 1145 and I had to run to, um, to the Pierre hotel, which was beautiful. And I had a handle, uh, and I use that term loosely and respectfully seating about 50 judges on a dais at the Pierre hotel. The Pierre hotel was spectacular. It was glorious. Uh, they, they, treated us like gold it they it ran like clockwork sage who's the general manager there really did a great job but um i may get in a little bit of trouble for saying this but when you seat these judges uh because it was i'm trying to think yeah they were except for one who was the president of the confederation of colombian lawyers that everyone else was a judge some of them not not even many of them but some of them get so caught up about where they're sitting, where are they on the dais, whether their title is correct. And like, like there are so many things in the world that are a little more important about whether you're an acting Supreme Court judge, a Supreme Court judge, a court of claims judge. But we did it. We got it through. We lined up all the judges. We put them in order. Even uh, for the first department, Pella Division, the honoree was from that appellate division, which is like, again, the appellate higher court. Not the highest, but a higher court. And look, I'm going to lie, folks. I took the easy way out. I just put them in alphabetical order. Boom, boom, boom. Alphabetical order. A to Z. There was like 20 of them. Sure enough, and I knew it. Sure enough, one of the judges was like, I think it's totally wrong you didn't do it by seniority, by who was on the bench the longest. And I'm like, Really? Like, really? Does it really, really matter if it's A to Z? You're all in the second row. You're like, in other words, if you're looking at, if you're in the audience, you're looking at the dais. If I did it by, if I did it by uh, seniority, quite frankly, this particular judge who is very senior would be sitting all the way to the far left, like away from all the action. Instead, we did an alphabetical order and she was dead set in the middle of the second row, right in front of everything. So she wound up being a beneficiary, although it was, it, she was the one who complained the most. 
So it, you know, it's just interesting how ego can get in the way and uh, of people's judgment. You know, as I sit here in my office and I look at the right side of my wall and I'm looking at a baseball cap that's framed, I'm looking at a, a newspaper article from a long time ago that says, 30 years later, whatever happened, which and it has a picture of Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, and then I have a smaller article that says, Artie Idala, 91, judge at first Ali Frazier fight. I just think of my grandfather, Artie Idala. Um, I think of another guy, Al Afinito. He was a Colombian lawyer uh, who was the mayor of a, of a place in California. And I said to him, I said, Al, what, you know, what's the hardest part about being the mayor? And he said, not, it was a small town. He was like Carmel. I mean, like a small, pretty town. I said, what's the hardest part about being the mayor of a small town? And he, you know what he said? He didn't even hesitate. Not letting your ego get in your way. We should all think about that. We are going to come back with Poppy. I hope I can get him. Poppy from Poppy from Flushing. He was at Yankee Stadium. I want to hear about it because I couldn't be there. So stay tuned for Poppy from Flushing. Let's talk about Susan from Rhino Shield. I know you guys hear me talk about this all the time. And, you know, I obviously I'm reading commercials here, but it's so easy to read these commercials because I am somewhat personally involved with every one of these that I read. Um, I don't know, it was four or five years ago, I was filling in for Piscopo. I'm doing the Rhino Shield commercials. I heard about them all the time. I said, you know what, let me call Susan because my house needed painting. And it's a nice size house. And I painted it with Rhino Shield and it is, I'm just so happy. I mean, there's nothing more I could say than telling you I am very, very happy with the way it turned out. It is a ceramic coating. It's not paint. I watched it. They don't stand there with a paintbrush and paint your house. First, they like scour the house with um, sandpaper. And, and I told you, the guy was literally there with a toothbrush, like cleaning all the old paint off. And then they spray this thing on, and it's 10 times thicker than paint. And as Susan says, Rhino Shield guarantees your house will look as if it was freshly painted with an amazing 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. You will never have to consider painting anytime in the near future. Rhino Shield is going to increase the resale value of your home because when you go to sell it, now I'm not going to sell my house. That's the reason why I love it there. That's the reason why I didn't hesitate doing this, especially with the 25-year warranty. I'm only going to be like 80 in 25 years. You know, hey, I'm going to be like fit as a fiddle. Um, Rhino Shield lowers your energy costs, holding the hot air in in the wintertime and the cool air in in the summertime. And right now, right now on a Friday night at 6.31, I think it is, or 6.30, let's see what time is it, 6.31, um, Susan's offering no payment, no interest financing for one year. That along with her big discount of 20% off. Right here, only on AM970 Answer, for anyone who requests a free quote by October 31st, just say Sam Bellino sent me. Call Susan, lock in a 20% discount, say I'm here because Sam Bellino told me this is the place to call 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608 or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. It's Friday, and that means it's time for some fun food, Broadway, and other great things to do for your weekend. That's why Christine Nicholas will join yours truly, Kevin McCullough, for our fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live, coming your way tonight at 7, only on AM 970, The Answer. A 5-0 start for the first time since 87, and the Orange host their biggest game in two decades, Saturday against NC State. Join us for the Orange and Wolf Pack at 3.30, pregame 2.30 on AM 970, The Answer, New York's home for Syracuse football. 
Let's talk about my friends at the Columbus's Foundation. If you want to talk about being Italian, I just left a room at the Pierre Hotel packed with Italians for Judge Scarpula's Rapallo Scalia Award reception. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to Italian-American students who have academic ability but find themselves in need of financial aid for their education. It is no exaggeration to state that this scholarship program has literally, literally changed the lives of generations. But they cannot do it alone. Help make a difference in someone's life today to find out how you can help and to get some really cool information. Go to www.columbuscitizens.org. That's www.columbuscitizens.org. These talented students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to pursue their dreams and contribute to their communities. The Columbus Citizens Foundation did an unbelievable time, did an unbelievable job this past Monday, bringing us the Columbus Day Parade with Joe Piscopo and the rest of his entertainment buddies. They were just fantastic. You could help them, not only with the parade, but to bring quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. So go on their site, www.columbuscitizens.org. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, here we are. We're back. It's Friday night. It's 635. Luca popped up. He came from school. He came to the pier. My parents were there. My wife was unbelievable. She ran the whole luncheon today. I am just, I'm flying high. Tomorrow, um, I'm thinking the weather's supposed to be nice, and I'm thinking John Calvelli, one of our guests from the Wildlife Foundation, I'm thinking I'm going to go visit him at the Bronx Zoo. Um, Sunday, I have band practice with a little rapid pulse. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to have a good time. Um, before we go to Poppy in uh, from Flushing, who was at the Yankee game, I want to talk to one of my fellow award winners, a uh, alum of my uh, my buddy Joe Sibelia's uh, alma mater, Hofstra. I want to say hello to Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey, how are you, Mr. Idala? And before we start, I know you are an attorney, and I know this case is not closed yet in terms of me and you. In fact, we're first starting, but I want to say in terms of me, this is a win for me in my verdict, in my book. Oh, well, thank you, Jake. Listen, I was so proud when it, what it was two or three weeks ago when we were at the New York State Broadcasters Association and uh, they called the likes of Bill Ritter from ABC News, actually the whole ABC uh, News television team, uh, some people from WFAM uh, radio, and we all were honored with uh, these awards. I don't know about you. I got a bowl. Did you get a bowl or did you get a sphere? I got a um, you got a sphere. Oh, you're a big shot. I only got a bowl, but you know, I work with a judge who likes to eat a lot during the day, so I fill it with all yeah, kinds of food. I, so I don't, I don't eat a lot, so I think it was good that they spared me the bowl. All right, all right, Jake. Are you are you still in school in Hofstra? I am. I am. And tell me what you do on the radio station over there. So um, I help with features and quite a lot of stuff. Here at WRSU, I've um, put on a public service announcement uh, for Disabilities Awareness Month. I've got the opportunity to interview coaches, athletes, uh, and the like for WRSU. It's been a a dream come true uh, to be involved with one of the most prestigious organizations in college radio. Listen, I know. Jake, we're talking to Jake April from uh, the uh, Hofstra radio station. Do you know the famed alum from Hofstra, the, probably the most famous alumni, Joseph Sibelia? Joseph Sibelia. I believe we had at the, um, I believe we met at the event. 
but he is the executive producer of the uh, Joe Piscopo Piscopo in the Morning radio show. He's got bright red hair. Uh, I mean, he is he's world renowned. Uh, he's going to be hosting the Friars Club podcast, and he is such a proud Hofstra alum. Um, Jake April, I got to make sure you guys get together. Do you uh, you got any uh, cool radio stuff coming up the next weekend, this weekend, or this week coming up? This week, I have nothing myself, but I'm humble to say that there at WRHU, or here at WRHU, we are the official radio network of the New York Islanders, and last night, unfortunately, they started their 50th anniversary of what to the I know I saw I saw I will tell you though Jake I I went to UBS a week ago tonight to see the who play there it's a wonderful arena before I let you go Jake April do you know my friend Alex Garrett I do not know your friend Alex Garrett listen you got to know Alex Garrett he's another legend he uh he skates around AM 970 uh, he's a, he's a great guy. He's got a little bit of a disability, but nobody would ever think about it if you, you saw him. So you got to come down to the station anytime you want between me, Matt, Matt Sambolin, excuse me, Matt Sambolino, uh, Alex or Joseph Billy, the Hofstra alum, the, our doors are always open for you. All right, Jake. Definitely. Thank you very much for having me on and, and keep serving New York the way you Oh. Back at you, Jake Abram. Well, congratulations on your New York State Broadcasters Award. And I appreciate all you do for all the PSAs for disabilities, et cetera, et cetera. Have a great night. Have a great weekend, Jake. Thank you so much, mister. All right. God bless. You could call me Arthur anytime. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, let me, uh, let me go. I, you know, I, I, I hosted this lunch today or I, I shouldn't say hosted Marion hosted. I am seated. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, I had mixed feelings about the Yankee game. Luckily I have this young man who works with me named Lino Damasi. He had his phone on the table. So I was announcing the scores. I was lucky enough when I first announced the scores, two nothing Yankees. My understanding is that was from, uh, Stanton, but I don't know. Let's go to our, uh, regular sports contributor, Poppy from Flushing. Poppy, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Okay, so were you at the game today, Poppy? I was, Arthur. I was one of those uh, diehards who were out there. They were, well, I, well, the weather was pretty they, nice they, today. They if, if, you, if you were there last night, it would have been... Empty seats. No, hold on. Was, were there a lot of empty seats? There were a lot of empty seats. I think a lot of people, you know, just had to go to that Rapallo luncheon today and well, weren't able to make it out to the Well, stadium. I mean, I'm glad they had their, their priorities straight, but uh, how about like the how about the rich seats like down low? Were they those those areas empty? Inside the the moat was the usual seventy percent. You know, most people that sit there either don't show up at the game or hang out in the food area. But okay. it was not a bad showing today. Now I know you were there. We spoke, you know, when you were there when Judge was was chasing his home run dream, and I know you were there for the first game to uh, I guess it was three nights ago now. Um, what was the vibe like today? Was it exciting? Was it fired up? What was it all about? It was a little muted. I think most people didn't expect to be there today at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a little strange. So it was definitely low-key, kind of low energy for a while. And, of course, it didn't help that the Yankees just flat out didn't hit Arthur, did not hit the whole game. They had that home run by Stanton, and that was it. They were shut down. Now, who was pitching for the for the Cleveland Indians? Oh, excuse me, the Cleveland. What do they call them? The comrades. The no, the comrades. The football team. The, I don't the, know. The, I call them the Clindians because they the kept almost the whole word of the Indians except the first two letters. So, the Guardians had their best pitcher on the mound today, Shane Bieber. Excellent, but the Yankees usually handle him, but but not today. They really went into a shell. Yeah, and what's going on with Aaron Judge? Well, you know, I think he really, really messed up his swing the last month of the season chasing that home run. He looks like a completely different player. And now, you know, he's facing elite high-end pitchers who are really bearing down on him. And it's just not going to come easy to him. He's got to make some adjustments. Now, we're talking he to Poppy. characteristically with... had a bad throw from the outfield. He had a guy dead at home plate today and he sailed it off the catcher's head so not a good not a good couple of games for Aaron Judge 
So we're talking to Poppy from Flushing, a, uh, a longtime diehard Yankee fan. Um, didn't didn't Aaron and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Aaron Judge a couple of years ago participate in the home run derby during the All Star break, and he was jerked up thereafter? Or is that another player I'm thinking of? No, no, it, it happens to a lot of players. He won the home run derby, but. You know, he didn't have that excuse this year because he didn't do the home run derby. No, but obviously he's been trying to hit a home run uh, the the whole year, every time he's up at the plate. Well, especially the last month. I he, he changed a lot of, of his approach to hitting. It cost him the batting title and the tri- triple crown just to get that those last couple of home runs. And last and time you were on, now, Poppy, you said the, the triple crown to you, anyway, was more important than the breaking Maris's record. You stand by those comments. Absolutely. Records are made to be broken, but a triple crown is forever. Can the New York Yankees win? Can they even get by this Cleveland team without uh, Aaron Judge producing? Well, they can get by this team. I mean, they have uh, you know, two excellent starting pitchers, Cleveland, today and tomorrow. But the Yankees, they really don't have an excuse. I mean, you lose to the Houston Astros, that's one thing. But if the Yankees lose to Cleveland, then they're really back to the drawing board because they haven't hit in the postseason for over a decade. It's the usual bugaboo of the Yankees playoffs. No offense. Now, you you know, it's interesting you say it's over a decade. So that would span both the Girardi era and the Boone era. So can you blame the manager if based on your comments? Well, I don't blame Girardi. I don't I don't think Boone is a particularly good manager. He made some a couple of questionable moves today, but really you can't blame Boone for the lack of hitting. That's, you know, that's the way this team is constructed. The Yankees have not hit like they should in the postseason in 2009. I've actually been generous when I said a decade because I think it's longer than that. Okay, so Poppy, we got we we got to run now. I don't know. I know you're very busy and you're in demand, but maybe a Monday you think you could join us on the show and we could do a little weekend wrap up and see where we're at. Uh, I'd be thrilled, but hopefully it's to talk about how the Yankees took these last two games. But Monday, so are they playing? Are they playing Saturday and are they playing Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, they're playing four days in a row because of the rain. Okay, I don't know why they didn't play. Uh, I don't know why they didn't play Wednesday night, by the way. But I guess that was a TV thing or something like that. Well, you know, the the money, money, money is the god, and that means money, everything. Money yeah, is the god. All right, listen, Poppy, Poppy. I, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy the. You're not flying down to Cleveland or driving over there, are you? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna eschew that author. I think I'm not. You're gonna eschew it. You know, All right. I don't, I don't. Right. I don't think I'm the thing they need. I think they need to bring their bats. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Only on AM nine seventy, the answer, the author, I dollar power hour. You get to hear from the great Poppy from Flushing. Um, we'll hear from him on Monday night. We got Padre Lou's libation coming up. Don't go anywhere. So it's so funny because, Matt, you know, I got to do this stuff. And you got, I got like Joan over here. She's like all up in my grill. I'm like, Joan. Why do you, you think I play up? the song that I play Why, for well, her? Could you play it again? She deserves it right now. Please. I'm waiting. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's like Flying an, an annoying parrot on your shoulder. No, no, no. She's the best parrot. But every once in a while, it's like, Joan, what are you doing? What are you throwing in my face? Like, she definitely, someone's got to go in her house and take all the caffeinated products out of the house. There could be no caffeinated products in the house. It's all got to be like green tea and chamomile. That's all I'm saying. Green tea, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pelzer. I, I mean, I don't know what you guys were doing when she was inside your belly, but I don't know. You were doing a lot of dancing. No, 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 no. There were times. There were times when I just like, um, it's okay. Slow and low. Let yourself go. Slow and low. That is the tempo. So if you need a new career or a career change for you or someone in your family, don't even hesitate. Don't think about it. Don't join the Air Force, Armies, and Marines. Don't join the MTA. Don't try to work for Sam Bellino because he's a real taskmaster. Take up Plaza College on their offer for a free two-week, excuse me, a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse, just a glimpse, 
into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and A to Z and is being offered free and it can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sure enough, today, that, that whole thing I spoke to you about in the beginning of the show regarding um, uh, the, the, the city agency and uh, the administrative law judge, it was all virtual. And on the bottom of the screen, we're coming up all of our words because there was a, I don't know if it's called a court reporter or a captioner, but it was one of these people who went to a school like Plaza College to learn this skill. The program, A to Z, it's free. You can do it from your home. You should learn about it because it will teach you how to work, when you want to work, how frequently you want to work. It gives you a lot of freedom of movement. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Why are we playing Steve Winwood? This is Eric Clapton. I'm sorry, why are you playing Eric Clapton? Because I have an interesting fact I put on your prep sheet. Well, you know, every once in a while, you can just back me up without throwing me under the bus. All right, Sam Molino? I don't <laughs> tell people what you look like in real life. I'm always backing you up. Well, maybe, maybe you should get into the studio a little, a little earlier. I tell, I tell Oh, really? Oh, really? oh look no. Joe's on mic? Oh, great. Look who's talking, Mr. Uh, oh, Thursday's my off day, uh, Sam Bellino. Okay? So let's just, just uh, who, uh, look who's talking. We got to move all Times Square Tuesday to Thursday to Tuesday so you can be there. Why are we listening to, I love it, I love that song, by the way. The reason why I got it confused with um, Steve Winwood is I, remember, oh, you're too young. You remember, Joan will know. Joan, remember you used to make tapes? Wait, he's too young, but I'll know? Yeah, Sam Molino's like 32. I made mixtapes. I make, I still make mixtapes. I think they're phenomenal. My sister-in-law used to record right off go. the radio. Samalina, we can sign off now. Cancel the guests. Just Joe will talk for the next eight minutes. We no, we got to get this amazing guest on because okay. he's who, in the music who, uh, industry. Tell us, Joan, who's who? Who's the next? Guest? We have Robert Don Poo. Is it Poo or Poe? Cummins, and he is amazing. He's a music exec. Is it Poo or Poe? It's Poo. Poo. So I said it right the first time. All yeah. right, Don. Don, yeah. I, I'm looking at your picture. I'm looking at your background. I'm not thinking you should go with Winnie the Pooh as like your, you know, something. <laughs> I mean, you look like you look like you got a little bit more going on than Winnie the Pooh. Nothing against Winnie the Pooh. Nothing wrong with Winnie the Pooh. Got you. <laughs> so it, it's it's, it's, the, it's it's the cuddly bear, uh, you know, resemblance. That's all so, it is. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, you are. You look like a handsome guy. You're gonna hang out with us Tuesday night, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. talk to me, you know, here's the deal. Here, here's, I'm just going to put it on the table. I'm a straight up guy. Brooklyn Chop House, and that's the name of your, 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 your spot. But yet you got yeah. a space, yeah. you got a space in, in Times Square. So what's up with the Brooklyn spot being in Times Square? Talk to me about that. Absolutely. So um, being a kid growing up in Brooklyn, um, I, I wanted to, I worked in the music business and my first few artists that I work with, they were both from Brooklyn, and then I always wanted to open a restaurant in Brooklyn, and my first restaurant that um, I opened was a uh, IHOP downtown Brooklyn, so we called it the Brooklyn IHOP, and then I got a chance to get into the fine dining category, and this restaurant was in the Wall Street area, 150 Nassau Street, which was right by the foot of the Brooklyn Bridge, so we decided, you know, to call it Brooklyn Chop House. Instead of calling it Manhattan Chop House, we just thought, you know, Brooklyn travels well, it's cool, it's a, a cool name. And we, for that one reason, everyone says the same thing. So once they say, hey, 
why did why is Brooklyn Chop House in Manhattan? That means I already got you to talk about the brand. So it was all, all also a marketing play. But well. the thing is this, Don, you, you know, you're a young guy. When you grew up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn was already soft. When I grew up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn was rough. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn was, I mean, I'm born, I'm born in the 60s, so. No, you, you weren't. Stop it. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at your picture. You ain't born in the 60s. You're born in like the 80s. Probably Reagan was president when you no, were I'm born. Bo- oh, no, I'm born in the late 60s, so the 70s wasn't sweet in Brooklyn, especially right, well, in Crown Heights where I grew up. All right, but you had some Jewish folks in Crown Heights to hang out with, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we it was it was definitely um a, a mixed neighborhood, but you know, well, I'm I'm on Crown Heights towards the East Flatbush section, so you know it was just a mixture of different cultures. And as as you know, Brooklyn is one big melting pot. So I know we I we, listen, we, we all I, got along, and then we. All, I yep. was talk. I was actually talking to uh, a pretty prestigious member of our society uh, here in the city today, and we were talking about. I'm trying to get this right. In the heart of the COVID, we were talking about who was kind of running things during COVID. And um, Fauci was from Brooklyn. Schumer was from Brooklyn. Um, De Blasio, who was the mayor, is from Brooklyn. There was like two or three other people who were like major, 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 major people during this huge crisis who are all from Brooklyn. So during the COVID now and during the recovery of the COVID and crime and all this stuff, how is Brooklyn Shop House doing? How's Times Square treating you? Oh, it's amazing. Um, it seems like things are coming back. Uh, we got a great opportunity to get our second location in Times Square um, on 47th Street between Broadway and 8th Avenue. Um, it was uh, previously uh, another restaurant that, um, you know, left during COVID. So, we got an opportunity to get a second generation space and you know we just bet on our brand our brand was you know really doing well during covid we had um a lot of outdoor seating in um in our fidei location and then we just took a chance and said hey this thing is going to come back and slowly but surely once the theaters open up this thing is like rocking all over again so we're excited to have t- taken that chance during covid we think we signed the lease maybe a year and a half ago and now, you know, things have been have picked up enormously. Well, as a lawyer, that had, be a pretty, that had to be a pretty good lease a year and a half ago, Don Poo, because people were real nervous back then. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah, Joan, yeah. Joan wants to ask yeah. you a couple of questions. Joan, go ahead. Go ahead. You're screaming. I want to know what we're going to taste on Tuesday when you're in Times Square with us, because I hear you are one of the best steakhouses, but you're also known for dumplings also. Yes, yes. So we have a, 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 a mixture of things. So we have dumplings. We have creative dumplings. We basically turn sandwiches into dumplings. So we have, like, the Reuben dumpling, bacon, egg, and cheese dumpling. We have cheeseburger dumpling. We have all these creative dumplings that we got from sandwiches. And we also have chicken sautés, and we use Bell & Evans organic chicken in all of our dishes. So, you know, we took the, you know, the experience, elevated the experience of um, our ingredients in Brooklyn Chop House, as well as it. great you know, four houses and so forth and so on. I love well, it. And Don, we got to play Don, some music, Don, too. Don, we got to go. It's the end of the show. I'm excited to see you Tuesday. Make sure we get some nice weather. Bring some food. Bring some dumplings. Bring some steak. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday night at the bottom of the Red Steps. Uh, well, I will. Excited to meet you guys. See you All guys right. soon. Thanks All right, for folks. Being on. So, Idola Power Hour, this Tuesday night, you're all invited. Times Square is going to be fun. Bottom of the Red Steps. Um, Sam Bellino is going to be dressed to the nines. Alex is going to be rollerblading around. Jones is going to be wearing a tutu. Um, there may be an appearance from Jerry Crowley. The guys from Mitsubishi are going to be there. Um, and Sam Bellino is going to have some new sound effects for us. I hope everyone has a great, great, great weekend. It's the Friday night test. Go home. Love your family. Love what's going on at home. Your dog, your cat, or whatever. Have a great one. We'll see you Monday night. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.